Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jettikin. Hey. For some reason, I was like, do I always say that? (laughs) You, you certainly, I do. We you both say our full names. Do Desi? Should we start out the show by thanking our Patreon subscribers? Yes, let's let's thank some of our most recent subscribers to our Patreon, which is patreoncom scene. There'll be a link in the show notes if you would like to subscribe and have access to not only is every episode on Patreon ad free, but there is bonus episodes that are not available on the free feed. So for as little as $5 a month, you can get access to hundreds of bonus episodes, including all of the years we've done Halloween episodes, Halloween-related. Hauntings. Halloween crimes. Crimes. You name it. (laughs) Yeah. Pumpkin-related incidents? We Pumpkin don't know. Pumpkin-related crimes? We Did we do be. that one yet? Possibly. There's probably a lot. The, fucking a pumpkin? <laughs> Stories a of people fucking pumpkins? Yeah. Anyway, let's thank Barbie, Laura, Susan, Connor, Brittany, Jennifer, Sarah, Melissa, Christia, Evie, Joe, Kenya, Jeremy, Heather, Emma, Jessica, Stephanie, Caroline, Brianna, Lamalke, Amber, Kendall, Christina, and Lori. Thank you very much. Desi, what are we doing this week? Well, when you think of haunted locations, probably the one that makes the most sense as far as being haunted is uh, hospitals and asylums. Mm. Obviously, these are places where many people die. And in some cases, these deaths are not at all the peaceful kind. In addition to that, especially when we're talking about older places, the conditions for patients were sometimes horrible and even included barbaric treatment that may have been standard practice at the time and sometimes experimental in a really bad way. Many of these old hospitals and asylums are now abandoned. And as you can imagine, the bad vibes are off the charts. Wow. (laughs) It's not surprising that these have become known as some of the most haunted places in America. And one of them is right here in Los Angeles. (gasps) This will be our first, the first one we talk about today. And then we'll dive into some other haunted hospitals and asylums. My sources include old newspapers, Reddit, which will be referenced when I talk about those stories, um, as well as some sites that I'll mention when I'm talking about their information. And the research of Zach Bagans. Yes, it's Bagans, not Baggins. He's a Sorry. ghost hunter. He's a ghost hunter. So first up, as I said, we were st- we will start with the Linda Vista Community Hospital in East LA. Mm. Do you know it? No. 
Well, in Boyle Heights, uh, which is a neighborhood of Los Angeles, there is a new serene senior living community known as Linda Vista Senior Apartments. If you check out their website, they mention that the development is an adaptive reuse of a hospital that is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. What they don't mention is that that hospital, the Linda Vista Community Hospital, was a hospital of horrors and one of the most haunted locations in L.A., according to ghost websites. Wow. There's a lot of them. They always say that, though. Everything's one of the most haunted. Because they say that about the Queen Mary. They Mm -hmm. say that about the Roosevelt Hotel. Yes. Well, this is a Moorish-style building that was erected in 1905 and was originally built to service the employees of the Santa Fe Railroad. As far as hospitals go, it was a beautiful place. It had cows, chickens, and a garden that provided fresh food to its patients. Uh, It was originally named the Santa Fe Coastlines Hospital, and it was so successful it quickly expanded into a larger campus. By the 1970s, the hospital was receiving less and less patients because more railroad workers began to use medical insurance policies. Why did we ever go down that road? Mm. She should have just stayed where it was. (laughs) Um, The area surrounding the hospital also became less affluent, and this severely affected the hospital's um, finances. They also had an influx of new patients, but these patients were not insured or underinsured, and that was um, gang-related violence that was happening in the area. So this hospital was treating a lot of victims of this gang-related violence um, that had risen dramatically around Boyle Heights, and they ended up treating hundreds, I mean, maybe thousands of gunshot and stabbing victims, as well as victims of severe beatings. Hundreds of people died due to these injuries in this hospital. The Santa Fe Railroad sold the 150-bed hospital to American Healthcare Management in 1980, and that's when the name was changed to Linda Vista Community Hospital. According to a California Health Law News report, Linda Vista was forced to reduce operational expenses eliminating whole services. And this is where a lot of the mistreatment of patients and a noticeable decline in quality of healthcare started. The hospital began to cut cost and hospital staff and patients began transferring to better hospitals as a result of this. As I mentioned, many of the people now going to the hospital were underinsured or not insured at all. And this created more issues for them. They had Also, we're dealing with lawsuits due to medical malpractice that eventually led them to just shut things down. Now, much like we saw with the Spanish restaurant on last week's episode, this hospital is seemingly or was seemingly frozen in time. Wow. Things were just left as is, like everyone literally just left in the middle of the night, leaving everything behind. The speculations about Linda Vista Hospital started to spread like wildfire. There were stories about, obviously, patient abuse and mistreatment, but soon began um, eyewitness accounts of ghost sightings and demons. Oh, shit. And this is in the 80s? Yes. When when they they just left it? In 1988. Yeah. Wow. So people who started visiting the location after it began getting a reputation for being haunted would find desks with personal medical records just sitting on top of it. Oh, my God. There would be gloves found in the surgical suite on a table, like as if someone had just taken them off mid-surgery, tossed it on a table, and walked out. Um, And most disturbingly, human ash and bone was still in the basement's incinerator. (gasps) Now, according to Zach 
Baggins. Baggins. When abandoned locations are still full of all the stuff that they had when operational, it just adds to the haunted aspect of it, which is very true. When it's all still there. Because it's like... It's creepy. Yeah, that surgical glove is haunted. Well, it's and like it more, adds to the aesthetic of it. It's aesthetically, it it's looks, definitely more haunted. Well, it looks like a haunted house. It's like a tableau. Yes. And Linda Vista is a case in point. Like, as I mentioned, there's just medical equipment everywhere, but still like in the surgical suite. Um, some rooms still seem fully intact. And there is literally even a creepy clown doll that was found um, probably to amuse a child patient at some point. Come on. I'm not kidding. I that saw is- the picture. <laughs> Come on. Yes. And now, obviously, that's a bone-chilling indication that something evil is in this hospital. You yeah. can't have a clown doll you in can't. a haunted space. Right. That's just, come on. That's asking it's, for it's haunting. too much. Now, one of the more haunted areas in the hospital is the surgical suite. According to the LA Paranormal Society, the suite is haunted by a... <laughs> Look, how do I join this? How do I join, I, how do I join the LA Paranormal Society? One thing I found out this week... There's about 20,000 organizations <laughs> investigating ghosts in America. There, you, you just need like three people and some equipment, and you are a paranormal society. So we could start our we own. Could become, I honestly was like, we should become ghost hunters. We should become the dumb bitch, <laughs> the dumb bitch ghost hunting society. I think it would be a really funny show, like us just kind of investigating ghosts. Oh, let's do it. We got to do it. We got to get an e-meter. Or whatever it's mm, called. That's what, we need that little e-meter that reads the voices and reads the sounds. And we need um, that thing that is like the heat sensing device. Oh, yeah. So according to this society, this suite is haunted by a little girl. And when you go into the area, new, everyone who goes in there hears someone humming a little ditty. No, not it's a literally, ditty. Look, it's a little ditty. Like it's like that. <laughs> I don't know if it's Camp Town races, yeah, but you know it's an old one. <laughs> it's it's gonna be an old an old little. It's ditty. gonna be like you know shortening bread. It's gonna be <laughs> there's a few options. Yeah. Now, like I said, this has been reported and, and recorded by numerous paranormal investigators. They speculate she may have died during surgery, but the energy of her ghost is not evil. It's more, don't leave me alone. Oh. But she's also scared. One person reported that they said to her at some point, we're not trying to scare you. And then on the EVP recording, she said, stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you know what? It's really like, stop And they're like, oh, stop it. And you're she like, said, oh, yeah, stop it. it. Now I hear it. Um, Zach Baggins himself said that he has communicated with the girl ghost. Communicated with the girl ghost. He said that every time he asked her a question, the audio became distorted, and he even recorded her humming. He mm. has them on tape. Another creepy area in the hospital is the hallway that leads to the surgical suites. People claim to see shadows along the walls that look like people walking and holding their arm forward like they're pushing something. And some, that something might be a gurney because in that hallway, people also reported hearing the squeaky wheels of a gurney being pushed. That's scary. And one person speculates that it's an orderly who died unexpectedly while making his rounds, and he's the one wandering the hallways checking each room. Wow. Um, now, as I mentioned earlier, the hospital expanded at some point, so there is a whole separate building next to the main hospital. This was the hospital's asylum for those suffering from mental illness. 
This building is connected to the main hospital by, um, be, by an underground tunnel. So you know shit's going shit's on. Shit's haunted in you there. You cannot go in an underground tunnel. They're it, fucked up. It's going to be <laughs> so haunted. Now, it was in this building that a paranormal investigator had a physical altercation with a ghost. No way. In room 323. Now, some people say that a really bad patient was kept here. And when he died, his ghost continued to occupy the room. And he's so angry. like It was an anger when he was alive that has never faded. They also said that they've heard growls and howls that come out of this room. Now, this investigator spoke of entering the room and being pushed out. When she lifted her shirt, she had scratches on her back that were red and raised. Stop so they it. were fresh. Um, Zach said that he went into this room to confront this abusive ghost. Um, and he said that he acted if the ghost liked to attack women. And that he got a recording of a voice that said, ready or not, here I come. <laughs> now, I heard this recording and I did not hear that. Yeah. It's very, uh, I don't know where they got it from, but it is scary yeah. if a ghost said that. That is. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you going to do? One of the more evil ghosts is supposedly the ghost of a doctor who wants to hurt people. Oh, no. Um, and the boiler room obviously is also haunted. So some people think that it was here that the doctors burned the bodies of unidentified patients in order to make room for the new ones. You can hear um, unexplained banging in this room. So they were just getting rid of bodies and not even like doing anything proper with them. Is that part actually true though? Yes. So this hospital was like so fucking shady. Yes. Paranormal investigators have also captured a lot of images of orbs and mist. They've had, they have recordings of moans. The scariest one though, to me was an exhale and someone got sounds of heavy breathing as, as if someone was wearing an oxygen mask. <gasps> and it sounds like breathing. It was like, <sighs> oh like that God. kind of stuff. That was scary. So this hospital has like every kind of haunting you can have. It has the sounds. It has the little girl humming. It has orbs. Yeah. It has mists. It has ghosts that physically attack you. It's got it all. It's got every kind of ghost. And it has a woman who paces the hallways of the third floor. Um, she screams. At some point, um, someone went in to confront this woman or try to speak to her. And um, while the person was waiting for the ghost to appear, he heard the scream that people talk about this one particular woman's scream. He runs from the room, and of course, they always go back to their cameras. He um, said that the moment he saw the face of the woman who screamed standing in front of him, the camera uh, at that moment froze at the exact moment the scream happened. So oh he was God. unable to get out. They're always unable. Yeah. You know, camera, those um, a ghost to haunting equipment is very sensitive. It's very, it can to like activity. All of a sudden, <laughs> it doesn't work anymore at the pivotal moment. And it's like, Weird because it's made to <laughs> find and hear and see ghosts. Right. But then it always fucks up at those moments. Right. I feel like they need to like work on the technology. For sure. Um, so he asked the entity, if I saw you, he's like, did I just see you? And the ghost said, yeah, you did. <laughs> Which I thought was like, That's a little, she's annoyed. Yeah. She's like, yeah, what, what the hell do you think you saw? Now... Um, perhaps the scariest thing that someone's ever picked up there was uh, um, the voice of what they say is another trapped soul. 
this is the trap soul that said to someone uh, they got on the EVP, don't leave me. <gasps> That's the little girl. Maybe. Because didn't she say, don't leave me? She she said things like, yeah, she said that before. They didn't, they didn't say it was, they weren't sure if it was her, but I think there's a lot of people there who don't, who don't want to be left behind because there's some evil ghosts there. What right. do good ghosts do in those moments? Right. They're stuck with the evil ones. It's horrible. Um, so obviously this became like a popular set from 1985 to 2015 because um, it was really haunted. So it gave um, certain uh, movies and TV shows an authenticity. And it was also where the Nine Inch Nails video for Closer was filmed. Well, that is very creepy. Um, a lot of uh, the rumors and you know stories of hauntings came from these productions because crew and actors and people, whatever, were always confronting unexplained phenomena, including darting, darting shadows, cries in the middle of the night, and the humming. They heard the humming too. Wow. Uh, no word yet on whether or not the seniors who occupy the revamped buildings have experienced any ghost. So what year did this abandoned hospital turn into a senior living facility? Pretty pretty recently. Wow. It's uh it's like really brand new looking and it like is it looks really nice actually. I wouldn't send my grandma there. <laughs> it's kind of I'm not like, sending her to the site of the haunted hospital. Uh I think it's a nice hospital now. And it is for um, people, you know, who don't have a lot of money. Yeah. But it's not like a bad thing. It's just for low-income people. Right. Um, but they did a good job. It does look really pretty. It's just funny on the website how they don't mention. It's like, well, it's a I historic- wouldn't mention that either. <laughs> you just say it's a historic, it's an old site. Yeah. You don't need to mention, you don't need to scare grandma. That's not a good idea. Well, we were recently talking about how Texas was ranked the most haunted state according to research from bonerfinders.com. <laughs> I still can't believe, I still can't believe that whatever news site I was reading that from had the gall to cite that site as their source. Yeah, it was pretty funny because <laughs> we were kind of skeptical, but then when we looked it up, it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because your the website was legit or like whatever. no, it wasn't legit. No, but didn't you get the story? It was like the news article that quoted the website, wasn't it? Like a news article. That the news co- article was legit. Yeah, the news article was from a legit news site. I don't remember the site, but Boner Finder, <laughs> BonusFinder dot com. When I clicked around on that website, it was it was like a someone's blog about slot machines. Yeah. It was fine. And it didn't even seem like, it seemed like a fake website. Well, this brings us to what is often considered one of the most haunted places in Texas. So if it's haunted for Texas, that's pretty haunted. Yeah. Because they're the most haunted state. Yeah. 75 miles southeast of San Antonio sits the abandoned building that was once Yorktown, wait, Yorktown only, Yorktown Hospital. I don't know why there's an only in the middle. Uh, Yorktown is an oil town surrounded by fields of oil rigs, which is a very dangerous job that can lead to severe injuries and death. To say the town needed a place for these roughnecks, that's what they're called. People who work oil rigs? They're called roughnecks. It's a rough job. Yeah. I didn't know that that name had a... a origin. Yeah. Like oil related. So they needed a place to go for treatment. Uh, That's pretty obvious. The last thing you need when your leg has been crushed 
by an oil rig <gasps> is an hour long drive to find medical care. Yeah. You need it close. Right. And apparently this is like super dangerous job. Like you can get severely injured and even die. So the town's prayers were answered when this group of nuns known as the Felician Sisters bought land in Yorktown to open up a Catholic hospital, which was completed and opened in 1950. So the nuns ran the hospital, which was eventually the place of over 2,000 deaths before it was finally closed in 1988. That's like supposedly on the high side. So... Uh, maybe this for that population. From 1950 to the 80s, 2,000 deaths. Yeah. At I this can't hospital. remember. It was like something like 60 a year. I can't remember the math. Um, but, but this is for allegedly a small town. high. Yeah. And it's just, I think it's just to point out that so many deaths happen in one space. You're bound to get some kind of, you know, shit happening. Yeah. How could you not? Um, the building sat abandoned, becoming a decrepit place that was very quickly, um, that very quickly gained a reputation for housing benign spirits as well as evil ones. Oh no! Yeah, after the hospital closed down, it became a drug and alcohol rehabilitation center for several years, and it's during this period that a few incidents happened that definitely increased some of the evil entities. Honestly, that would be so annoying if you're in rehab and you're like going through your medical detox and you don't know if you're hallucinating from coming off of benzos or if there's actually an evil ghost in your room. Oh my God. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. These people were really struggling. Medical detox, like detoxing is no joke. Even when you're like going through a medical detox, you're still like in hell. And then the last thing you need is ghost physically attacking you. It's so rude. Um, so people who visit this area have been physically attacked. They have seen wheelchairs rolling unpushed. That's a classic. That's a classic. Anything with wheels that's like a shopping cart mm. or a tricycle. And it squeaks. Yeah. And it's like a little rusty. Yes. Um, and there is even a talking doll in the nursery that asks, do you love me? Stop it. <laughs> No, Look, you know I believe every doll story. Dolls, <laughs> dolls are very scary. That's really scary. So I think people have gone in the nursery and like that. You know, those talking dolls can be easily triggered. Oh, oh, the the doll is an actual like to- electronic talking doll. I think it might be. Yeah, I think it is a talking doll. It's so, a talking doll. Well, maybe the doll was programmed to say, "Do you love me?" But it's still scary if you walk in a haunted place and oh, that goes and it off. just randomly goes off, right? Yeah. So that's you're the not pulling part. the string, right? <laughs> However you do it, um, this property actually has a caretaker named Mike, and he lives on the property with his donkey. Oh wow, the donkey's super cute. I have a question. Yeah. So this place is currently an inpatient facility for... No, that closed down too eventually. Okay. That was only open for like a f- very short period, but under this, 10 years. this guy Mike currently lives there. Um, so someone that bought the property from the rehab, whoever owned that, and now it just kind of sits empty. A lot of these places do offer tours too. Yeah. So I think this one doesn't offer tours anymore because it's so dilapidated, mm-hmm. um, but it did for a long time. But Mike is still there. Um, and he really has an extensive knowledge of all the ghosts there and all the happenings there. Um, one of the most haunted areas in the building is where four hallways converge in the basement. It's called the four-way. 
not a hot sexual thing. <laughs> um, and a ghost named Doug Richards lives there. He is known as Big Guy Ghost since the sightings describe him as a large shadow person. He's a chonky boy. He's tall too. There's also a benign ghost um, named TJ, and he is a man who tragically died of a drug overdose after his friends dropped him on the steps of the rehab while he was ODing and didn't ring the doorbell, alerting anyone to him being outside in need of help. You got to ring the doorbell. Yeah, he was found the next morning dead. That's really sad. That probably happens... Right? Like, I've of heard course. that people dropping someone at the ER or yeah, whatever. Of course, yeah. Because um, they don't want to get in trouble. I mean, it's better than, it is better than just leaving the person. Absolutely. But in this case, yeah, you got to ring the doorbell. You got, yeah. You probably were doing it fast and forgot. Um, there's also a haunted area that's known as the Nun's Corridor. And it's here that incidents of choking happen. <gasps> now, an interesting side note to this is that only people with tattoos get choked. Why? The nurses, I'm sorry, the nuns don't like tattoos. They oh hate people with tattoos. God. Um, Zach Baggins went into this nun's corridor and he has a lot of tattoos, including a demon ha- tattoo. Oh, she doesn't like that. The nuns he, don't like that. The nuns lost it when they saw this tattoo. And the um, EVP recorder picked up, soul, it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that one. <laughs> Suffer. Listen, think, Jesus. So they're like, dude. You need to find the Lord. Yeah. Get these demons off your back. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't like his tats. They didn't like his tattoos. Um, They interviewed one of the caretaker's friends, too. I think her name was Bristol or Crystal. (laughs) (laughs) And she was also talking about the tattoos. She like, yeah, uh, I liked liked Mike and Bristol. Crystal is like, Zach Bagans has some really ugly tattoos. Is that what she said? Yeah. And I those, mean, he's like a, he's a certain type of guy, right? <laughs> I, I know what, I've seen pictures of him before, but I don't remember what he looks like, but I know, I know the kind of guy you're He's not about. like unattractive, but his, like. He's got an aesthetic. His aesthetic is maybe not for everyone. So there is a more sinister entity that lives in the boiler room. And in this area, an actual crime happened. This was a triple stabbing, double homicide that occurred. So during the rehab hab days, a woman and a man were fooling around in the boiler room <laughs> during like, you know, whatever. Uh, while they were fooling around down there, the boyfriend of the woman came down and confronted the pair with a knife. He stabbed both of them. And the man who was stabbed then pulled out his knife and stabbed the boyfriend. The boyfriend and his girlfriend both died, but the (gasps) hookup guy survived his stab stab wounds. That's why it's a triple stabbing, double homicide, which is kind of crazy. And that really happened. Yes, this really happened. Years after the incident, the blood was still on the boiler room walls. No one cleaned that up? Honestly, it's in the boiler room. (laughs) No one wanted to go down there. <laughs> um, people spoke of going down there and being scratched and physically touched in this area. Um, this is where a lot of um, ghost hunters love going to the boiler room because it's like highly um, active. One person went down there with their melmeter, which I don't know what that is. <laughs> Do you know what a melmeter is? No. Um, it went crazy in the boiler room. <laughs> so it did. So something was happening. Something was happening, and while it went off, an EVP recorder picked up. You want to play? 
in the boiler room. They also got a recording of a woman moaning in pain, perhaps the woman who was killed. And these are all, this is all Zach Bagan's research team. Yeah, and other people too. Um, A woman's voice was also recorded saying, and I don't know if I believe this, it must be told, I'll tell them you did it. It sounds a little formal. Well, you do believe you want to play, but not that. Yeah. And then the scariest thing that someone recorded was um, a voice saying, hurry, hide, the killer is coming, get to the hallway. <gasps> That's a long sentence. That is though. a long sentence for a ghost. Um, so this is a, a, an account from a Reddit user named Tardis Trey. Is that like a Doctor That's Who like thing? That's like a Doctor Who thing. They went to the Yorktown Memorial Hospital and they had um, a really scary experience there. So I'm going to tell you, this was just four years ago. So Mm. they were still giving tours back then. Um, This person said, once we entered the kitchen, I had a feeling of a difference in energy, like something was following us, but not hurting us. The guy then asked if anyone was getting a burning sensation to speak up because the other night when they did a lockdown investigation, one of the girls on the team with tattoos got burn marks out (gasps) of nowhere. I didn't think much of it until we started walking down the hallway by a doorway where TJ died. That's the guy who OD'd. I could feel cold on my hands and arms. When we went upstairs, we went to see the chapel and I felt lightheaded standing and staring into the broken room. Down the hallway from the chapel, I could smell sulfur and rotting eggs. Eggs. The smell was so bad I covered my nose. Further down the hall, we passed a, a room where I got a huge waft of soap smell that hit my, ha- hit my nose. Then I felt a hard tug on my backpack. I had another tug at my hand um, and this section of the tour, no one was behind me and my group had gone ahead of me. I felt like I was being held back. I walked towards the front hallway and got an urge to look down the hallway that no one was supposed to be in. I saw a tall figure like a skinny man with one hand out bent like he was waving to me. He had a bright light in his other hand. I started calling my husband's name because I thought it was him. But when he came out from the stairwell, everyone else was in. I knew it wasn't him. <gasps> When we finally got downstairs to the exit, I told my husband and his friend in the car that I saw something and both said that they felt cold gust of winds, but thought it was the storm. After that tour, I had night terrors for almost a month. I would wake up crying and shaking because I could see the figure in my room, but whenever I'd be able to actually get up, it was gone. That's so scary. I don't want to have night terrors. I don't want to have residual effects after I'm already scared just from the incident. No way. I don't want that shit following me. That's what I'm saying. This ghost attached to her backpack. (laughs) He got like a, he got, he hitchhiked a ride. He hitched a ride. I have a question. This is, maybe it's not a question. This is not the first time I've heard that in like haunted places, people will say like, oh, I I smelled sulfur. Is that supposed to be like evil smell? It does smell bad. Because it smells like, Someone farted. I thought it was interesting that she had two very different smells back to back. Soap and sulfur. Yeah. Look, Desi, I believe in haunted smells, in haunted places having scents. I experienced it myself at the hotel in Austin. Oh, right. The What's cigars. The cigar smoke. Mm. Well, let's take a break here and then I have one more for you that is the scariest one. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Now we're off to upstate New York to discuss the Rolling Hills Asylum. Um, this story is really scary, as I mentioned. This place seem, seems super haunted. Yeah. And you can still take tours here if you want to. I'm but scared. I don't recommend it. I'm scared already. So before it was the Rolling Hills Asylum, it was called the Genesee County Poorhouse. Now, this was established in 1826. A poor farm or a poor house was an institution built by a government or charitable organization, and it housed and maintained orphans, widowed women and their children, the disabled, the mentally ill, and criminals. They called the residents, all of them were called inmates. So that can tell you how awful it was being in one of these poor houses. People are dehumanized. Yes. So oftentimes back in those days, wife with a wife with children who had a husband who died would just be sent to these places because she could not own property during this period. I feel like we've talked about these poor houses before. Probably because they're super sinister. They're really sinister. So 
you would have like a wife with like a woman with young children in the same home with people who were like alcoholics, pedophiles, just <gasps> all living together. There was no separation. Needless to say, this is not a great combination. And children were um, abused by other um, people who lived in these homes. At the time, every county in New York had a poorhouse, and amongst them all, the Genesee County one quickly gained a reputation as being the worst as far as treatment of its residents went. In 1938, the poorhouse became a tuberculosis sanitarium and then an asylum. Shortly before it closed, it was a nursing home, so it had a few uh, makeovers. Eventually, over 1,700 people who died in this asylum or sanitarium, poorhouse, were buried on the grounds in unmarked graves. <gasps> so this place is literally a graveyard for 1,700 people. Just oh, holy in shit. the fucking, like, n- you have no idea what you're walking over there. Um, That's a key ingredient to any haunted location. Yeah. To have unmarked graves. Yes. So adding to the haunted vibes, children who were residents, in addition to being abused, were often literally sold. <gasps> to people for whatever purpose. This area has um, haunted places all over. It's a really large building and large grounds. Almost every corner has had a ghostly experience. And people speculate that one of the reasons it might be so active is that it's right by a huge power grid. So people are like, the ghosts suck the energy out of the power grid. It's like a food source for them. (laughs) Is that true? (laughs) For me, it's like, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because ghosts are energy, so they need energy. They love electricity. They're sucking it up. So some of the information from this next section is um, stuff I found on a website called weirdnewjersey.com, even (laughs) though this is in New York. Yeah. They they went up there. They're claiming this hospital. They went up there and uh, they did their own little investigation. So... One haunted area with a benevolent ghost is called Hattie's Room. In here, you can often hear an elderly woman saying, hello? (laughs) That's Hattie. (laughs) You like my ghost imitations? I like it. I like it. Hattie is believed to be a former nursing home resident who was blind and would often kind of shout hello to get the attentions of the uh, nurses that were outside. Um, A former nurse who worked at this um, location she went in and listened to a, a voice recording of Hattie and she recognized the voice. <gasps> she was like shocked. She's like, I, that's Hattie. Oh my so she knew who it was. One of the more famous ghosts at this location is named Roy. Roy Krauss was left at the hospital by his dad when he was just 12 years old. He had gigantic, giganticism and he grew to over seven feet tall. So his dad basically didn't want to deal with him. And he just dropped him there. And he was a rich banker. Um, So while he is a friendly ghost, you can imagine that seeing a seven and a half foot tall shadow person is pretty frightening stuff. For sure. Uh, And he's one of the most frequently photographed ghosts at this location. He spent his whole life at Rolling Hills, dying in 1942 at the age of 52. He spends a lot of his time in what is called, (laughs) this is such a scary location name, Shadow Person Hallway. (gasps) This is where a lot of shadow people are seen, including Roy. And the images I've seen of him are very Slender Man. Wow. He's really tall and thin and seems to have like a dark suit on. And I, I didn't get a chance to research it, but I wonder if he's like an influence to that character or that idea. Wow. Um, 
this is owned by a woman named Sharon Coyle now, this location. And she said, this is where we see a lot of shadow people. When you look down toward the infirmary section, you start to see shadow people and they could look like you and I solid, but they could also be light gray, medium gray, dark gray, or pitch black. You don't have to do meth to see shadow people. You can just go to this hospital. Yeah. It's much safer, maybe. <laughs> it, it could be. <laughs> um, they could be normal humans shaped or anamorphous shaped. They come in and out of doorways, walk across the hall. Sometimes they'll poke an arm or a leg out. Sometimes they crawl on the floor. I don't <gasps> want to see that. I don't like crawling. Don't fucking crawl near me, I don't even wanna, if you're alive. <laughs> I don't want a crawling ghost. <laughs> um, she said that people have investigated there and sat on the floor while they're dealing with things and someone crawled up towards them. I would sh- fucking piss myself. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to put, set up your fucking EVP. And the ghost is there. You don't need them freaking crawling up to you. I would say, wait a minute, we're not, we're not set up yet. Hold on, I'm going to get my EVP on. Now go. <laughs> um, she even has this really creepy story with Roy, who she does confirm is friendly. She said that when she was in um, the infirmary, she had an encounter with a scary rat um, and she was so terrified, she screamed and ran away. And the next day, she found the rat dead on the stairs, uh, and its neck had been broken. <gasps> on the wall above the rat, she said there was a giant bloody handprint, and she thinks Roy saw her distress and killed the rat for her. Okay, I get that Roy could have been protecting this woman, but that is, I'd be like, Roy, could you have done this in a less frightening way. Why don't you just pick it up and take it outside? Take it outside. (laughs) Don't leave a bloody handprint on the wall. That's scary. Well, Roy also loves, um, he is gentle besides what he did to the rat. Obviously the rat has a different opinion. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of want to hear the rat side. (laughs) The rat has a very different story. The rat was just being a rat. He's just ratting. He's ratting around. (laughs) You could have just taken that rat outside. Maybe Roy can't go outside. Well, he, I don't think he can, but inside, uh, he loves to sing and dance. So one way that people try to get Roy out is by playing opera. Someone even recorded... How do you dance to opera? Well, you sway like Hannibal. Um, so they, one person asked him, can you sing for us? <gasps> and he, they got an EVP recording that said, certainly, <laughs> which does sound like something Roy would say. <laughs> certainly. Um... And people try to dance with him as well. I'm not dancing with a shadow uh, person. No. Hey, come on. I, enough's enough. Um, there's also, of course, underground tunnels connecting things. Um, so while I mentioned that Roy is a benevolent ghost, there is a ghost who is the opposite of Roy named Ray. <laughs> he is <laughs> not, not Ray. Bene- he's not benevolent. And he is believed to be um, a child molester. Oh, no. The ghost of a child molester. His, he has, so he kind of haunts this basement area and women who enter this area often get touched inappropriately and there's no one around, at, you know, doing it on the slide. <laughs> it's Ray. Um, so Rolling Hills is also very famous for this um, constant screaming. This has the most screaming of any haunted house ever because there's like, tons of recordings there's videos on youtube like reddit boards about this screaming in particular there's this one woman who they just most people describe as an older lady voice screaming so loud and jarring that it's actually pushed people back with its force like that commercial the uh 
you know the one from the 80s, the guy, the Maxwell, the <laughs> yes, Maxwell yes. commercial. Yes. Um, it's speculated that some former residents had no ability to speak. So the only way they were able to communicate was through screams of frustration, oh. which is really scary. So if that isn't enough for you, there was also a fully decorated Christmas room that is untouched no. from back in the day. No. Yes. How There's long? tons of images of this, by the way. When was this left untouched? Um, I'm going to say 80s or something. I don't think it's that old. Wait, when did this place... I can't remember. But, it's really... It's old, but not like 40s okay. old. Um People will often go in here and read stories to the children ghosts who supposedly live in the area. Um, toys can often be seen moving by themselves, but some people feel a little dark energy here, leading many to believe and to warn visitors that demons often imitate children in order to get close to us. <gasps> so people are like, don't necessarily trust that it's a child you're dealing with. It could be a demon. That's very common. Yeah. <laughs> One evil entity that is um, not a demon is a former nurse named Emmy. She's a real evil nurse. Oh. Her spirit is holed up in the nurse's quarters. Not only is she accused of abusing patients in real life, um, but she also dabbled in the dark arts. The dark magic coven she was in back in the day still exists today and is even suspected of breaking into Rolling Hills and performing a satanic ritual in her room. Now, while Ray gropes women guests in Emmy's room, men need to watch out because she <gasps> gropes the men. There's so many sexual harassers at this hospital. Yes. Someone peop- some peop- men have gone in there and they've been like pushed. They've held hands on their chest and like their ass um, and Emmy is super evil. Um, there, there are other encounters that people have had that include a wheelchair squeaking. Um, there was a voice that was recorded that said, open up a little. Ew. <laughs> I'm sorry. That one disturbed like that. me. <laughs> and obviously, another thing I don't think we've mentioned before, this one, this hospital has a lot of footsteps oh, that wait. you can hear. Oh, like sounds. Yeah, like... Like Ooh. running, people Ooh. running or like walking that. towards you. Um, so some people have claimed there is a certain room um, where you go into it and you start feeling like you're getting flu symptoms. And that's the room where a man named Dr. Fleming died and he had some kind of tuberculosis. So people get these kind of symptoms uh, that pop up when they enter this room. Um, so... The other incident that was pretty big here was on camera was caught a huge metal door slamming shut, like a ghost hunter caught on camera a huge metal door slamming shut, which I guess has never been happened before. <laughs> you always hear it or something, but there, this one you actually see it slamming shut. Like they have video. And it was a big metal door that had a huge loud sound. And while the person was um, was like, while that was caught on camera, their other machine beeped and registered a number. I don't know what it was measuring. <laughs> the re- the number though was 666. Okay. I don't I know need, if that was like the ghost vibes number. I need like a video explanation of how these machines work and what the readings mean. Because there's a few different machines. I, and know. I don't know any of them. Because I've seen like shows or videos where they're hunting ghosts and they're like, look at that. Look at that. I'm like, what am I looking at? 
I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at. Right. Because it's like, what's the Mel machine? Then there's this other machine. It's like measuring the temperature, but it's like not temperatures we know. Right. It's like different ones. It's so weird. Um, this, several people who have done EVP recordings have gotten messages such as get out. Um, That's a classic. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Oh. For the sassier ghost. (laughs) (laughs) It's not as proper. It's probably Ray, um, the child molester. He doesn't care. He's going to fucking curse. Um, So, yeah, like people who confront... Oh, this is scary. People have confronted Raymond. Like, I don't know what they're trying to like cancel him or something. (laughs) Because they're like, we don't like how you treat women, Raymond. Like they're trying to shame him. Yeah, they're trying to shame the ghost. But it's like, he doesn't care. He's already dead. Yeah. And he gets aggressive, though, when they do this. So maybe they're trying to get him to come out by right, doing this. Right, And one person said that they were confronting Raymond, and they felt like they walked into a spider web. <gasps> but then they got a recording of Raymond, EVP, saying, I just slapped you bitches. <gasps> Which I was like, bitches? Did he's... they say bitches back in the day? <laughs> he's rude. So they think that the spider webs was actually the ghost hitting the face. Which is really creepy. Now in the Christmas room, some of the recordings people have gotten are like, you know, things like damn you. And one person um, heard like toys playing, playing noise, like of kids playing. And one recording was help, (gasps) which is really sad because I don't want those kids with Raymond. No. What if he comes out of the boiler room? (laughs) It's really scary. Um, So... Probably the most interesting incident that happened was in the organ room. Now, this is where that satanic ritual by the coven related to Emmy happened. Um, So people often try to set up in this room to see what they can get. Like they'll set up their own candles and try to recreate um, a vibe, like a spiritual, like a satanic vibe to see like what these people were doing. Right. And is Emmy's black magic affecting... um, this area in some way? Did she curse the place? Like what the hell's going on? So um, one person was in there and they said at some point, because they got scared, they heard the woman scream. You know, that woman? She's like, ah! And they're like, I'm leaving. And then the EVP recorded, you come back. (gasps) And the other recording said, let him in the circle. No. Let him in there. Not the circle. I don't want to, I don't want to, what did they open up portal to hell? Yeah, I'm not not fucking going in that circle. No. Um, so yeah, obviously people on Reddit, I found some pretty creepy, um, reports from people on Reddit about their experiences at this haunted hospital. This one was, (laughs) I just realized what this guy's name is. This one was posted by Cack Nibbler. (laughs) He said, my friend was pushing me around in a wheelchair. This is a common thing. There's like a wheelchair there that people sit in. Why would you sit in it? I ain't sitting in that. Um, They said they saw a black shadow person run across the hall, but bending in ways people shouldn't bend. I got up and froze and my friend was said, did someone just cross the hallway? I said something along the lines of that wasn't human. We proceeded to debate whether it was a person or not. And we realized let's just clear room by room, clear the hall room by room. I'm getting out of there at that point. (laughs) So they went to each room on the floor. After searching the whole wing, they realized there was no one else there, uh, and no one was in the entire wing. I have a question. Yeah. So this is owned by a woman who you spoke about earlier in this segment. Yeah. Does she just let people in to have like free range of this place to 
run around? I think that when you're on a tour, um, you have a little bit of, it's not like super contained because I've seen a bunch of stories where people are like, the group gets ahead of them. But I also think people break in. It has a lot of break-ins where people like teenagers break in and hang out in there and stuff like that. And some of these, I don't know how long she's owned it. Right. Because there's always periods of like where no one's there and then someone buys it and sets up. But I think she's been there um, for a bit now. But yeah, people still break in and vandalize and stuff like that. Well, I hope no one's vandalizing the Christmas room. They better leave those things alone. Yeah. Don't you think? Um, So this was posted by Ghost Encounters. He said, or they said, I believe this room is known as the Vortex Room. My mom felt sick in there, but the moment she left, she felt okay again. It was nearing the end of the investigation, so so we... Oh, I think people are allowed in as investigators, too. Oh. Um, Because I saw... I looked at the website to look at the prices, and there were all these different prices. Like Like tiers? Yeah, it was like $500 overnight. Um, (gasps) People can go in overnight. Fuck that. So there was all these different tiers of um, tours, investigations, like sleepovers. Imagine sleeping in there. No way. So this person said that they sat in the wheelchair and listened because I thought I heard some creepy squeaking noise next to me. My mom began to leave to go um, meet up where everyone was supposed to meet. And I heard the squeaking wheelchair sound follow her down the hallway. (gasps) But he wasn't, he was sitting in it, but the sound was going with her. That's creepy, right? That's scary. And this last story is by a Redditor named Sparkus. Um, so he he said that he and a group of friends went there to play um, sardines. Do you know what sardines is? Yeah, but I don't remember. So I looked it up. Sardines is basically hide and seek backwards. One player hides while all the other players go hunting individually. When a hunter finds the hiding player, instead of announcing it, they, they hide, hide with too. them. Yeah. And then people keep joining until there's the last person left and they're all packed in like sardines. I liked sardines. I played sardines as a kid. It is a very creepy way to play hide and go seek. It's a creepy way and it's especially creepy when you play uh, sardines in a haunted hospital, yeah, which is what happened. So Sparkus and his friends broke into the hospital to play sardines one night. No, no, thank you. Yes, he was the first hider, so he ran into a dark examination room and hid under a large examination table. He says, as he was sitting there, and he's very scared, by the way, but he's trying to be brave. Obviously, six of his friends quietly joined him, and they were just waiting for the last person, who happened to be his brother. When the brother didn't arrive, and obviously they're all being quiet, right? Because they yeah. don't want to get caught. The brother didn't arrive. He said one of someone he didn't know who was like, "Let's go look for Mark, who was the name of the name of the brother." So at some point, all of them get out from under the table, and Sarkis goes out in front. He heard footsteps as his friends behind him, but he soon lost track of the group, and the hospital was silent. When he heard footsteps next behind him, he turned his flashlight toward them, and they stopped. But no one was standing there. Um, He said, I stood frozen. I couldn't move. Then I heard a faint whisper that said, run. (gasps) He said he hauled ass back out of the window that they broke into before meeting his friends back at their meeting spot. All seven people he was with were there. He's like, how long have you guys been here? He said his brother said, after you went down the hallway, 
to hide, you came rushing back into the office before we were able to even finish our count. <gasps> you were freaking out and told us we had to leave. You didn't say why, but we all left. And when we we came back here, we realized you hadn't come with us. We were just now trying to figure out where you were. Then you showed up. They didn't believe me about how we continued to play the game in my experience. So he had a bunch of ghosts sardine with him. Yes. Under the table. Yes. <gasps> That's chilling. I got goosebumps. He said, I wish we had never entered that place because it fucked him up, like knowing he was hiding under there for so long. That's why I'm not going there. <laughs> Don't play sardines in a haunted hospital. Like, guys, come on. <sighs> um. So that's the last story. Desi, that was scary. Those are scary. There's actually tons of haunted hospitals yeah. and asylums throughout the country. And I found a website that has the most haunted place in each state. So I feel like on our trips, we have to go to some. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not going, Desi. I'm not going. <laughs> you I, wouldn't go to a, a haunted hospital tour? Fuck no. Really? No. Oh my God. I don't like inviting creepy spirits into my life. Oh my God. No, it's like, I, I'm just, no, I got scared by the cigar smoke. What was the name of that hotel again? Driscoll. I got scared at the Driscoll hotel cigar smoke Um, in the middle of the day, eating that mediocre hotel breakfast. I, well, maybe I'll have to go by myself and give some reports. You can go by yourself or with another friend. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I want to go to at least one haunted asylum. Just to take pictures. Because you get some... There's so many good pictures, so we'll get a bunch of cool pictures of the creepy spots. Yeah. Because this shit is... Old medical equipment alone is scary. It's so scary. (laughs) It's so scary. That's the thing that I think heightens everything is that... I mean, seeing any kind of building in disrepair is like eerie looking. There's like that whole genre of like liminal spaces. Yeah. Where it's like just inherently creepy, but there's something about like an old medical equipment just because you know that some of these practices were really fucked up. Right. And maybe that's why it's still there because it's like outdated, right? So no one's going to buy it. Yeah. Because why is it always staying there? It's always just there. No one's buying it. Uh, Anyway, thank you. We will be... We'll be doing our after show. We'll be doing our point. after show soon on patreon.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. There's already two new episodes up there now, if you haven't heard them. And we will be back very soon for our mini episode. Bye. Bye. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.